0: I'm almost afraid to do this because I haven't actually watched this yet, uh, what we're about to see, but I I have it on good authority that this is going to be quality, cold, open material. Let's find out.
1: Hey, Pioneers. Hey, 12th man. Do we sit back and reflect on the great season we had, or do we play football all day? I'll tell you my answer right now. We play football all day. We always play football all day. That's what we do. Big Tone here, the Musa Mania Minute ECAC Bowl Series Edition. The 2023 Clinton Chapman Bowl. The time is
2: here. Bonus football. Fans are going wild on both sides. Let's check it out. The
3: unstoppable force is with the immovable object. Oh,
1: yeah. We're coming. We'll tell you what, brother. This is what everybody wanted.
2: Everybody wanted this. So we're going to give it to you, brother. Much of that new Saturday tonight. we're going to give it to the opposition. The other side of the coin. Come check out, see what happened. Come get it, JB. Come get it, brother. What are you going to do?
1: Setting his sights on Logan Paul. Ready to go toe-to-toe. Logan Paul not having it. Oh, right no. into the legs uh-huh. of Mysterio. It was a trap. Logan was in this position Monday night. This time, are we going to see it? 6-1-9 right to the face
2: of Logan Paul. Dominic wasting no time. Going to show him how it's done. Front
4: splash from the top. That's just one. Get ready for number two. <laughs> there it is. But Miz
1: is <laughs> himself in. Oh, no, no, no. Oh my I am a real American <laughs> Oh my god
4: Yeah I got I got 619 in the face Frog Splash twice, and you came in to just get Body Slam there at the end. What a tag team partner. I mean, classic.
0: I just... (laughs) Why don't we go oh to something God, a little that bit was more informational and important about this week's
1: playoffs? It's got to pop, pop out to all four of these exciting endings here. Get the highlights of all the best games in the first round of the 2023 NCAA Division III football playoff bracket on the bracket blitz from d3football.com. Frank Rossi, James Baker, Greg Thomas, and guests take you around the bracket to check in on all 15 of the Eastern and Central Time Zone games to make sure you get the best moments, analysis, and perhaps a post-game interview or two along the way. It's the Bracket Blitz Saturday, 11:45 a.m. Eastern. We will be co-hosting the Bracket Blitz show,
0: uh, and uh, that's assuming we recover from our body slams uh, that occur in the meantime uh we've got a lot to cover here we got uh basically last week and uh this week all in one coming up here so stay tuned uh let's just jump into this jb it is season 16 leading up to the first round of the playoffs of in the huddle It would help if I actually got things ready uh, right before the show instead of during the show start. It's really live, live. It's, it's, we're, we'll do it live. Here we go. We'll do it live. Uh, okay, so here's what we're doing here. Obviously, you can't read that, but we're going to zoom in on uh, score boxes. The problem we have this time of year is that video gets kind of scrubbed across uh, Division Three. So instead of trying to track it all down uh, for games that we know what the uh, results kind of were, we're going to just walk through uh, the highlights of the boxes and uh, tell you about uh, the games that uh, you know JB was uh, most interested in to put them in these and also some of the uh, other results along the way. So, for instance, here's the uh, Merchant Marine Coast Guard game uh, for the Secretary's Cup. Merchant Marine winning by 12 points. Cole Simmons, 38 rushes, 144 yards, three rushing touchdowns. Uh, Joey Armantrout uh, from Coast Guard, 24-32, 234 yards, two passing touchdowns, two interceptions, unfortunately. Uh, probably were the what did them in there uh, ultimately, but JB uh, Merchant Marine has had Coast Guard's number in this game lately. Yeah, what is this the the fifth time in a row now? So it's a five
4: star win that they were you know excited about, and yeah, so. Uh, the Coast Guard have been steadily improving. This game was certainly more competitive than what we've seen in, in you know the past couple of seasons. I think, you know, Coach Grant and company is working their way back up. So, you know, eventually it'll be, um, but still, you know, 12 points, not so bad. Um, but I imagine that the the Bear alumni are kind of like, okay, guys, we got to get that secretary's cut back. But congratulations to the Merchant Marine. This win also improved them to seven and two, which was a big reason why they got selected to that ECAC bowl game, and they'll be going down to Pennsylvania to
0: play W and J. Oops. D- don't mind me here as I screw everything up here. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm happy to I'm talk sure about that
4: Middlebury. Ha- That's my dad's school.
0: Yeah, it is. Mm. Uh, but uh, in fact, we'll slide back out here for a second to uh, the main score okay. screen. Not sure why it's happening, uh, but you can mm. see that uh, Tufts Middlebury, Middlebury, nineteen ten, uh, Victor in that game. Uh, I, I will get this on my screen just so I can see it correctly. Actually, here's what we can do. I, I know what we can do to it uh, get a, over these. It was issues. a really
4: close one. And, and so basically, Middlebury and, um, and Trinity are kind of going neck to neck here for at least a, a share of the, Nest, the NESCAC championship. Tufts going into this game was was uh, six and two. Middlebury uh, six and one. And it really wasn't until the the last you know ninety seconds or so that, that linebacker John McCool from Virginia. Uh, took a pick six back to the house to it, give the panthers the the edge they needed. I mean, they were up 12 to 10, but this extinguished any chance of uh, of the jumbos coming back. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. We've got three games uh, happening in the NESCAC, uh coming up tomorrow. Maybe this opens the door for the future, We'll see uh, for them playing after week 11. But Eastern and Stevenson, Frank, this was an interesting game in my opinion because you know Eastern's a brand new program. They, they notched a couple wins in their in their first season in the Mac. And Stevenson really needed to, to fight hard and come back to win this game. And by winning, they actually punched their ticket to a Mac Centennial Bowl or Centennial Mac Bowl, depending on how you look at it. Um, uh, Nair Wilson uh, had a pretty good game, 13-20 at 209 yards, two passing touchdowns. Um, but make, uh, I guess it's Brett Nabb from Eastern, pretty good game too, almost 240 total yards and a rushing touchdown. So congratulations to, um, to Eastern on a, on a great first season. And hey, I mean, if they're already playing competitive games like this, watch out.
0: Indeed, uh, also here, uh, it's uh, we'll pull back out here, you have highlighted Amherst. Beating Williams in the biggest little game in America, 21-14. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have highlighted Salve Regina on a 38-0 win, it looks like uh, to me there. Actually, I can look at my other screen and see it much better. Uh, Alfred State, 55, uh, Dean, yep. 3. We'll let you see a big two here, folks. Uh, Western New England, 48, Curry, 27. Castleton uh, struggled against Anna Maria, 58-23. Uh, and uh, you know what what ends up being chaos in the ECFC ends up going to Alfred State ultimately. Don't forget, bowden 35 14 over Colby. Uh, so the CBB, the CBB goes to bowden is that correct? Yep, that's right. Yep, and Westcon, who did not play, ended up getting the mascac Pool A bid. So there is that, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to skip over. Uh, region two for now. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you why a little bit later uh, because we're at a time crunch okay. to get our first guest on when it gets down to it. Uh, so we'll go to Region three right now, and uh, you can see here uh, that we have Brevard and Bellhaven starting things up here. And uh, interesting game uh, the way it played out. Bellhaven absolutely owned them in this game, forty-six to nineteen. Uh, yeah. And you know it's it's one of those things where. Uh, again you what a weird season it just felt like in the USA South overall and we've got the wrong one here but uh, in the USA South overall uh, Mm -hmm. you know it just felt like Belhaven had the traction lost that Marivelle game that I still can't understand and then bounced back very well to win outright instead of having that weird tiebreaker uh, Tom Hart, the uh, commissioner of the USA South, who is not my biggest fan, I'm sure, um, needs to start to explain what the hell they're doing with all these tiebreakers and how they're supposed to work correctly within balanced games, uh, ultimately. Yeah, I, you might want to leave the room uh, while I'm saying that so you don't hear this. But, uh, yeah, Brevard and Bellhaven, you can see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah good luck. Uh, right there, Colby Blunt. 20 rushes, 149 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Ethan Beamish, uh, who I believe has the uh, record for touchdowns in a season for Brevard now, 17 for 27, 239 yep. yards, one passing touchdown, interception. But Belhaven winning the USA South title. Go ahead.
5: And
4: I, I apologize. I think there's actually an A in, in Beamish, so I think it's B E A M I S H. So that's my bad. Sorry, well, sorry, Ethan. I'll try to um, write that some hot season to the. <laughs> the tornadoes. Uh, but yeah, you know, shout out also to, to Colby, um, Blunt Force Trauma, um, who won an award basically as like the, the best overall running back in the state of Mississippi for um, an outstanding season. And, and he's had an outstanding career. I think he's close to about 4,000 rushing yards. And, you know, they're, the Blazers are going to really need to lean on him um, and their offensive line to give them any sort of chance against the Cardinals up in Chicago this weekend, so if if they can if they can get you know Blunt going for a couple three yards per carry, they you know they'll hang around. But that uh, that Cardinals defensive line, I know, is pretty ferocious. They don't have a few guys from last season's national championship team on it, but next man up has been very strong. So it could be a, a long afternoon for for the Blazers. But congratulations to them on winning their first conference championship. And then down here we got. Uh, harden Simmons uh, wrapping up their ASC season with a win, 42-27 over ETBU. So they finished the the year undefeated in their conference. Uh, Galen Glenn had a great game, 17 23 for almost 300 yards, two passing touchdowns. Uh, Jaden Thomas had a nice game for ETBU with 17 rushes, 92 yards, 92 rushing yards, and two rush touchdowns. And so that was a big reason why um, you know hey they're uh, going back to the playoffs. I, there might have been a little consternation of why they're not hosting versus Trinity. We heard an explanation from um, the committee chair on Sunday, but at the end of the day, the Tigers are happy to be at home in San Antonio in a rematch of last season's
0: round one game. Uh, keep going. Uh, go with the other scores. We're going to get our first guest okay. ready since uh, it's relevant to region three.
4: Yeah, speaking of Trinity, they won 56 to seven over Hendricks, so you know, they they wrap up the year nine and one, basically a, a a two seed um, to a certain extent in their bra- well not really a two seed in their bracket because that's North Central. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, Randolph-Macon takes care of Hammond sydney pretty one-handedly in the in the game, 49 to 10. Barry wins 36 to 12. Unfortunately, no postseason for the Vikings. Would love to see them get a chance, but with only four pool seeds, it was just uh, it's not their year. Greensboro edges Methodists. We had um, center uh, barely getting past Bur- Birmingham Southern. I hope the Panthers uh, will be back next year. I know that, that uh, you know, loan that they applied for from the state of Alabama did not pan out. We'll be, it'll, I don't know if, if their doors are gonna stay open or not. We hope so. Um, they've been you know, a great team to follow and, and a great program uh, for many years. Washington and Lee punches their ticket to host in one of the Chesapeake Bay Bowls with a 40 to 21 win over Shenandoah. Uh, Maryville ends their season on a high note with a 48-10 win over uh, Southern Virginia. Same thing for Southwestern, who uh, blanks Sewanee. Uh, Bridgewater wins big. They're going to one of the other Chesapeake um, Bay Bowls, so good luck to them. I think they're on the road uh, playing at Wilkes, although Bridgewater has a, a better overall record, just the way you know they, they finished with the uh, second and third sort of seeding situation. So the Eagles will be the favorite in that game, but Wilkes at home should be tough. Uh, Huntington wins 21-0, and so that's that's basically what happened in Region Three. Not a lot of surprises, and just and one
0: conference champion. So congrats
4: to the Blazers. 56-7,
0: 56-7, to you said the Trinity score was uh, versus Hendricks. And uh, yep. I, I, I'm laughing uh, here in the background because it looks like our next guest is uh, in an uh, undisclosed location somewhere in the San Antonio area. Uh, I think they're hiding him, making sure that he's uh, going to be safe and sound for tomorrow. <laughs> Let's bring in. Tucker Horn, uh, Trinity quarterback, and Tucker. As I get your volume uh, set up here, uh, are are you safe? I mean, blink three times if you're okay over there. Okay.
6: (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I'm good. I'm in a little study room in the bottom of our uh, of our athletic facility.
0: Well, you're not supposed to tell them. harden Sims might find you, and uh, who knows what will (laughs) happen right now. Yeah, last season. In the playoff game obviously uh, they know uh, who you are and uh, you know what you're capable of doing uh, toward the end of a game too. Uh, you know let's let's look at things on Sunday you see the bracket come out and there was still a little bit of uncertainty as to whether you'd host or not because of the way the strength of schedule things were panning out and whatnot and then okay first you see your hosting great okay we knew it was gonna be Harden Simmons there was no doubt about that this is the worst mystery ever but then they pair you up <laughs> in a second round possibility with the defending national champions North Central. What the heck was your reaction to all that? You know, you see your,
6: I mean, you see your quadrant, first of all, and, and, uh, it's so rewarding to just be able to play in the postseason. Um, you know, lots of teams out there, that's one of their goals. That's one, that's one of our goals. And, um, lots of cheers were heard when our name was put on the board. Um, you're going to play good teams throughout the playoffs. That takes nothing away from North Central because we know, um, you know, how good they are and how good they have been year in and year out. But um, every game matters. And that just starts with our first game of Harden-Simmons. We're not looking past anybody um, because this one is big in its own right. Um, I don't think – I think that goes without saying. So, I mean, obviously you you love to look at – you love to look ahead and and, uh, draw up theoreticals and things like that. But – um, when it comes down to it, week two is not guaranteed. you got to take it day by day, and you got to win week one week at a time. So,
4: Yeah, and I imagine that, especially for a lot of you guys on the uh, Trinity roster who are from the state of Texas, the chance to potentially sweep uh, UMHB and Harden-Simmons in the same year, kind of like a, a Texas state championship, has to – has to be enticing and you can't really look past the Cowboys as I just said a few minutes ago and Galen Glenn looks like he's he's healthy and back almost maybe even better than hundred percent you know 17 for 23. Uh, So obviously this Cowboy offense is clicking and and you've played against this defense. Tell us a little bit about how you think you match up against these guys.
6: Well I'll just speak I'll just speak to you know who they are. They they they've got a a bunch of returners. They've got tons of experience just like we do. Um, they're a great football team. They've thrown um, some different wrinkles in this year. Um, they're, they're very sound on defense. I don't watch as much offense film, but I think that their numbers speak for themselves. Um, they're a really, really good football team. You talk about us having the chance to sweep Harden Simmons and you in the same season. Um, they have the chance to do the exact same thing. Um, they beat UMHB. They have a chance to you know sweep Texas in its right. So um, if you want to call it a state championship game, that's kind of what it is. Um, it's going to be a championship game. Every week from here on out. So uh, you know we respect the heck out of these guys um, because they deserve that respect because they've put in a bunch of work um, just like we have. They work just as hard as us. They they get up in the morning um, and grind every day. So um, they are guest preparation this week. So,
0: so Tucker, uh, let's look at some facts here though with respect to how your season panned out. You had a schedule that was front loaded from hell. It, it really was in terms of the out-of-conference schedule you guys play. Barry not too uh, far afterward. Uh, Birmingham Southern obviously in between. And then things kind of slow down in terms of the level of competition. And I know you're going to give me the SAA line of every team can uh, beat you in any given week, any given Saturday. I get it, okay? But at the same time, I, I think we know enough to know it kind of escalated and de-escalated a little bit. Now, how do you get your guys' engines revving back now that you kind of had this breather in competition level to start with this huge competition level that is Harden-Simmons, as you said, before we even talk about North Central or anything else down the line here? How do you guys get back into that groove here kind of out of nowhere?
6: I I mean, it seems like forever that, um, you know, I was talking to y'all in week one before St. John's, but uh, I don't think it's come out of nowhere. I think that you know this has been one of our goals. This is something we've been staring in the face for you know 300 days is what it seems like. You know this is something we've been working for for forever, um, and we we have taken it one week at a time. Um, but but we're ready to go. Um, we talk about every week that the best team that we're going to play, um, you know, throughout conference. Um, is going to be ourselves during the week. So our, we take our preparation Monday through Thursday very, very seriously. Um, there is lots of good-on-good good competition, meaning like one defense versus one offense. Um, there's lots of that in practice, which is um, honing our craft. It's, it's getting both sides better um, because both sides are, are, are really, really good, and both sides have lots of experience. So um, we've been you know using Monday through Thursday – difficulties experience to get ready for Saturdays going forward
4: and not and not to make any you know less of the you know the stakes here but I have to have a little fun um sometimes when when you guys drop a play that you know Caleb Harmel basically becomes a running back and and scores a touchdown is that something that like the sideline goes nuts for. I mean, that's gotta be. I mean, we actually put him in one of our box scores a couple of weeks ago as like a linebacker running back because of that. I mean, yeah. th- that kind of stuff's gotta be fun, right?
2: <laughs>
6: oh no, it, yeah, it's a blast. It's um, so Caleb, a little background on Caleb Harmel. He played two A high school football here. So there's there's it goes up to six A. So two A is a little bit on the smaller end. If you watch that guy's highlights from high school, it is insane. It is a man. Amongst he's stiff arms. He spins. He had like 90 touchdowns his senior year. It's it's honestly crazy. So when I think you're talking about the Southwestern game when he ran the, the fake punt all the way back, he yeah. um, mm-hmm. it, it was a throwback to high school and 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 we made sure to, to celebrate him that
0: day. Well, it was definitely, I asked him if they gave him the oxygen or not uh, after that mm-hmm. uh, game and uh, he said no, I had to go back out on defense. <laughs> so, poor guy. I mean, come on now. <laughs> no, that's just rude at that point. But no, it's, it, it's good to see you guys having a level of fun because I know that it can get a little serious here uh, from time to time, uh, this time of year especially. Uh, we've talked about your goals ultimately your aspirations as a team why you guys came back uh, trying to get it to fruition there were some questions after what happened the St. Uh, John situation uh, you know between the stomach flu the ejection of Caleb uh, and more uh, it, it seemed like that would just started you guys off on the wrong foot or did it did it perhaps give you guys a reality check early on that you might have needed in this whole thing that helped get you by UMHB, that helped get you by uh, Barry, especially. Kind of take us through the highs and lows, or lows and highs, of this season and what you guys learn along the way, even as a lot of fifth years that you are.
6: Yeah, well we thought we were an experienced group coming in, but um, that, that St. John's game really gave it back to us um, super quick. Uh, we played really, really good football in Collegeville for three quarters. And uh, the fourth quarter kind of bit us in the butt. And, you know, when you don't execute in one quarter, a good team like St. John is going to come back and beat you. Um, so that's something we hadn't felt in the regular season ever as a group. 2021, 2022, I mean, in, arguably in 2022, we should have lost multiple games. But somehow, um, you know, Johnny Magic up in college, Trinity Magic, whatever you want to call it, like we, you know, BSC, Barry, um, Wheaton, yeah, you know th- those type of games. Like we hadn't felt loss in the regular season in three years, um, since like twenty twenty, the COVID year. So um, it. I don't want to say it was good for us, but it was like, man, you know, this is a championship level football team. If we execute correctly, and to execute correctly, you have to you have to hone in every day. You have to be serious in all the reps you take, um, but you also have to have fun. Coach Urban talks. A little bit about, you know, he talked to some coaches um, that were on the LSU coaching staff when they went to the national title when they had Joe Burrow. Um, They grinded every single day. And when they won the national championship, the head coach said that he walked into the, uh, the locker room, seemed like somebody had died or they had lost the national championship. They're like, this is it. This is really it. You have to enjoy the ride. They grinded so hard and didn't enjoy the ride that the end didn't really it, it didn't it didn't fill them up it didn't it didn't it didn't please them so we're enjoying every single day because we know that we may not get the next day so
4: sounds like some of the uh the peanut gallery is agreeing with you over there
0: yeah. <laughs> yep. Who, who's with you there just out of curiosity well this is this
6: is glass this glass wall and uh you know if you can imagine okay. harris good Harris Good walking by and doing a little dance, um,
0: mm-hmm. kind of got a smile out of me. <laughs> Harris Harris yeah. is one of our favorites here, so uh, yeah. it's okay, we appreciate <laughs> Harris Good and uh, his family. Uh, Glenn is a big fan of our show, so uh, hello to the Good family. Uh, JB, before you go, uh, again though, I've got a little something here. I, um, there's a little bit of a rumor of dissension in the Horn ranks here. Uh, because uh, I believe this is uh, last week's Tiger Awards. Uh, if you look carefully uh, here, I, in fact, I'm going to try to zoom in on this if I can do it uh, <laughs> here. We're gonna we're gonna go down uh, here uh, to hmm. the defensive hustler, I a hustler, and, huh? and Raider Horn. He's a hustler, baby. I mean, I, what 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 is what is the defensive hustler? And how are you feeling about? Not being the offensive hustler, perhaps if there is such a thing at Trinity here, Tucker, tell us about this.
6: Yep. Yeah, so at Trinity, we have offensive player of the game, defensive player of the game, special teams play, uh, captain who gets to go out with the captain's next game. Those are the people that we take their the best performances from that group in the actual game, and they get the award. H- the hustler awards are the people on the development teams. So. Raiders on the Raider practice on the development defense, which um, goes against the one offense every week. Um, Raider and, and and the best player from that week on the development team gets that award. So defensive hustler, best defensive development player that week. Raider may or may not have picked me off. Raider may or may not have handed me the ball back after uh, after a play. Allegedly. So. Yeah, that that was a, that was a first. It was super cool for him, not not really for me, but uh, it was funny. Um, that guy works extremely extremely hard, not only on the football field but in the classroom. I am so proud to call my brother. He exemplifies everything um, that our family strives to be, everything that Trinity football strives to be. Um, so yeah, he definitely deserves
0: that award. But but wait though, no, let's go back to the picture for a second. If you're being called a hustler. <laughs> I really think you have to have the mustache, uh, you know, the the way he used to have it. It He looked much more like a hustler at that point uh, from, you know, the different connotations of the word. But uh, Raider picking you off. I can't believe it. And and how long have uh, you heard about that uh, pickoff? Uh, I'm sure every day since.
6: (laughs) Yeah, I've heard about it a little bit. Once people knew that he had picked me off, because people from the uh, regular defense and or the starting defense and the. Devo offense didn't hear about it to the locker room, so I got a I got a good amount of uh, jarring for it.
4: Oh, I bet, yeah. <laughs> JB, go ahead. I love it. Well, Tucker, we know you've got uh, you know, places to be, things to do, and we appreciate you, you know, carving out some time to, to chat with us. It was great to see you uh, in person, finally meet you, shake your hand after the Barry game. I know you guys had a it – was, it was really hot that day. It was a knockdown, yeah. dragout fight. And, you know, and one thing that, I, that I'll never forget from that game um, was being in the end zone. You guys were on like the two or three-yard line you get either i think basically you got hit right after you threw one of the linebackers from barry was talking trash above you but you just picked yourself up off the turf and you drove all the way down for like a 97 yard drive got you guys back into the game and so those are the kinds of things that i think you can lean on um during these you know challenging playoffs so I mean, hey, good luck, and we'll look forward to watching you tomorrow on the Bracket Blitz with our friends from D3Football.com, and say hi to everybody uh, in San Antonio from uh, Frank and JB. So, good luck on Saturday, and we'll look forward to uh, seeing how this thing goes.
0: But wait a minute, he gets shoutouts, and this is because he's a frequent appearer on this show, he gets shoutouts as a uh, student-athlete guest here. So shout out to any family, friends, brothers that pick you off, brothers that don't pick you off but play quarterback elsewhere, uh, and anybody else out there. Because uh, uh, we have to mention Welker Horn, uh, uh, how his season probably went uh, as well, as he'll be a name out there in uh, maybe not even D3 football, but elsewhere. So send them. Go ahead, Tucker.
6: Yep. Um, I, you know, shout out to my mom and dad, Jeff and Carrie Horn. They are my rocks. Um, a lot of finality to what's going on right now with me graduating in December. Um, And I wouldn't be here without the support that they've given me to Raiderhorn. I, these, these years have been just amazing. I'm so excited to keep see you growing. You know, you're really blooming where you're planted. And then Welker, I'm so sorry with how the season has gone um, with your injury. Uh, I know that it's not healing as fast as you wanted, but you'll be back better than ever. And I'll be excited to, to not only see you in December, but to watch you um, keep growing throughout your basketball season and into next year. Love you, man.
0: Yeah, unfortunate awesome. uh that the injury did occur. I didn't know if he was back yet or not uh, from that, but uh, yeah. he will. Uh, th- that's the beauty of youth. Yeah, heal will quick uh, ultimately. So <laughs> yeah, hey, when you're 47, you might as well just say, say it's we're done. Uh, But anyway, Tucker, uh, best of luck. Uh, I I think I've made it clear if you guys win this game, I'm going to be back in Naperville uh, for what I think will be a knockdown drag out uh, in the Chicagoland area uh, in round two. But this is not a gimme, and trust me, I haven't booked a ticket because I don't know. I I watched that game last year. It was tough. It was close, and we'll see where it goes uh, this year. Good luck to everybody.
1: Thank you very much. Thanks for all you all do.
0: Thank you, sir. Thanks, and just for those wondering, uh, this is the uh, portion of the bracket that involves them. We will have another bracket guest from death. this portion of the bracket, <laughs> yeah, uh, coming up yeah. <laughs> uh, from Co as well. But it really, it really is. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, let's not kid ourselves here. Uh, that that is, as I call it, the most controversial bracket in some ways that we've seen uh, in a long mm-hmm. time, with Co's inclusion with yeah. uh, North Central and Trinity and Hardin-Simmons all in the same uh, you know, first two rounds scenario. Yeah. I, I, I've, I, I've never seen something like this. Uh, the, I, the upper right isn't exactly uh, the most beautiful thing either with the 10-0 versus 10-0 scenario and the mm-hmm. Endicott cortland situation. So uh, th- there are things all yeah. over the place, but you can see Trinity versus Harden simmons nine to one versus nine to one Saturday, one o'clock Eastern time, noon Central time. Okay, we're gonna go back here uh, to, uh, let's say, number two, region region number two here, and go over uh, some games from week 11. And the reason we delayed this is because uh, we're gonna run some interviews parallel uh, to a couple of these games that we had from last week that we didn't run with all the other mayhem going on. Uh, I Wanna give uh, the players that we did interview a little bit of a chance here as well. But JB, uh, we're gonna start with uh, Muhlenberg versus Montclair. Uh, which was a Friday night game and if you remember a uh, 45-14 big win ultimately for Muhlenberg. Montclair tried to hang in there uh, early on but it just wasn't to be in that situation. Uh, so uh, the uh, Joe Repetti uh, train kept rolling there. King, that's King Repetti to 75- you. Yeah, you're correct, (laughs) 17 for 25, 272 yards, four passing, one rushing touchdowns. Henry Lewis from Montclair, 19 rushes, 127 yards, and a rushing touchdown. I believe this is going to work correctly. Give us a second here to make sure. uh, But uh, we had James Nye, Matt McKenna, the tight ends, and Joe Rapetti in postgame, and here's what we had from them. So I'm sick of talking. I did a two-hour podcast this morning, and you all know how that goes. This guy, your podcasting class, right? Mm, Talked about it in the last one, yeah. James Nye, interview your boys.
7: All right, so we actually had an interview recently, but, you know, men, hard-fought game. You guys both played very well. How are you guys feeling? Feel great. Feel great. I thought we played great out there. Came out the first half. Came out the first half and uh, played really well on offense and on defense, and it was just a great performance by us.
3: Gonna say much of the same. Uh, we came out hot in the first half, um, put up a big, big number early. Um, that those guys couldn't, couldn't uh, come back on with our, with a good defense and that uh, a pick six. It was great to see as well. Um, we were saying that was due, and we had to get one of those, and we felt that it was going to happen today, and it did. So um, it was great to see that a great all-around performance from the offense and the defense. It's amazing, guys.
7: I mean, it's kind of cold out here. We we're talking about the weather, but you know, these two, they got ice in their veins. I tell you what, they did a great job. Um, you know it's a Friday night, it's it's quite inspiring under these lights. It, it could be where dreams are made. There's a couple kids out in the stands, and we are a record-setting team, the Muhlenberg football team, you guys it's hit nine wins, a chance to get ten. And how do you guys feel you guys have inspired
3: the youth of Allentown through this game tonight? Um you know we just come out every week and we just try to take care of business um week by week with whoever the opponent is. Obviously road games at nighttime, they're uh, they're a little bit tougher than the rest of them. A lot harder to come out here um, on a Friday night and uh, get a victory than it is at home on a Saturday afternoon. But, um, you know, we take care of business and uh, and put up, you know, just try to work every day to, to get wins on the board.
7: Yeah, We got nothing? You got nothing. Uh, All right. Do you feel you've achieved uh, some of your regular season goals this year? I hope so, yeah. I think our tight end room is doing really good. This guy right here, great player. That's right. Should be an All-American. Very good player. But, um, yeah, I think I think we achieved our goals, and we have a lot more to come, and it's very exciting.
3: Makes my life a whole lot easier with these two guys catching balls
7: out of the oh, edge. I appreciate a that. A lot, Joey. I
3: appreciate
0: yeah. that. Look, guys, 9-1, no matter what, nobody can take that away from you. You'll get a bowl game if you don't get a playoff game. I don't know if that's going to be kind of, you know, the, uh, you know, I, I, making you feel better type of moment, but you always come out and play in those situations, I know. We'll see where it goes. For now, all three, you get a chance for shout-outs to family, friends, teammates, etc. watching. Start QB1. Yes, sir. Uh, shout out mom and pops again uh, for everything they've done for me. I've been in every
3: game um, since I've since I've been here at Muhlenberg, since I've been in any sporting event. Um, very supportive. And then uh, my brother, he's always a critique of my game as well, I'll say it again. Um, he lets me know all the wrong I've done. Never really compliments on the good, but uh, I appreciate everything that he says. And then uh, all my coaches, um, everything from, uh, from the past, uh, for how much they've done for me. Yeah, definitely my mom and dad, uh, they're also at every game. They're my biggest
7: supporters. Um, my sisters, um, Steph and M, um, all my friends who uh, push me forward, all the guys I've played with that pushed me forward. Um, just everyone that's uh, just giving me a shot to play college football and be at this position that I am right now. Um, I want to thank my coaches as well. I think, I think it's a very difficult sport. We play one game a week and it's very easy to quit on this sport. And I think um, all these coaches throughout my 14 years of playing football, have contributed to helping me stay stay in the game and keep playing. And it, it's a great sport for me too. Um, shout out to Jack Nye, uh, happy senior night, and my parents as well for going to his senior night, because they already came to my senior day. So I appreciate you guys, love you guys.
0: Jay, before I pull out of this, um, I, I've got one critique yeah. here, uh, You know, Mr. Hopes and Dreams and uh, inspiring youth and everything. Uh, so we've got qv one with uh, the eye black on. We've got Matt McKenna yep. with the eye black on, and James Nye obviously too pretty yep. for the eye black or something. I, I don't know what's going on there. Uh, what, what's your science. thoughts on that?
4: Must be science, Frank. I don't know. I mean, you know, he's. He, I think when you're that big and that tall, I mean, maybe you just you know the the bright lights don't they don't get you as much. I don't know. He's he's come up with some huge plays for the Mules all season and. And even though at that time they didn't realize that they you know they weren't going to get picked for you know the playoffs you know they were certainly were, were pleased i mean they've had a great season Nine and one, like you said, you can't take that away from them, and they'll certainly be a favorite in Saturday's Centennial Mac Bowl game. Um, It'll be, I think, a competitive and a good one, but a a chance to win with, you know, and honestly, sometimes being able to go out on your own field with a win versus a loss in the playoffs is is maybe a little bit better. I don't know, Um, but this is another reason why you know we need this motion that's been put out there, the budget that's put out out there um, for the playoff expansion to go through. Teams like this don't deserve to be um, left out of the NCAA playoffs. So hopefully we get that you know 40, 40 team playoffs sooner than later.
0: Let's also go to RPI Union here. Uh, Justin McCormick from RPI had 289 total yards as uh, the back of the quarterback, essentially rushing touchdown two interceptions. Uh, they'll face Widener in troy uh for the ecac bowls Uh, michael fiore though 23 rushes 136 yards the only touchdown though went to one donovan picatti uh in terms of uh, his legs uh in that game and uh we had some interviews with these gentlemen as well and plus uh the defensive effort from nathan sullivan who had an interception in the game one moment here as we get this going 13-7 13-7 win, uh, the two rushing stars of the day. Rushing touchdown, 130 plus yards rushing uh, ultimately. Good, and that, uh, Donnie, I think it was the way you thought this game might set up ultimately, that the rush was going to be very important to open up your passing game. Tell me about it.
7: Yeah, I mean, um, kind of started with the pass, and then once you get this guy going, it uh, makes the offense move really smoothly. Him and John Anderson both played well. Offensive line played amazing, um, but we kind of felt coming into the game that we could kind of take it to him up front, and that was kind of the game plan right away.
0: Mike, your offensive line was doing some uh, good things for you, uh, most certainly. Oh, bring, bring him on up, Cole. Uh, bring him no, on If on Mike
1: Fiore is not delivered here, get the Shoot, baby. snub. Bring him to here first. Bring him on up, Cole.
8: <laughs> don't worry about that. We don't worry about it. Let's go.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Okay. Man.
0: Now you're asking about that uh, offensive line. That offensive line oh was man. special tonight or today. Excuse yeah. me. Tell me about them and how you uh, were able to get that many yards today. Yeah, uh,
8: all the credit to those guys. They've been doing an unbelievable job all year. Uh, all my success, I give to them. Honestly, they 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 get every accolade. They get every amount, whatever. Uh, they're unbelievable. Those guys have uh, handled a lot of adversity this season, the off season, and uh, I love those guys like
7: brothers.
0: So, guys, uh, the shoots. It was kind of personal right now, wasn't it, for you guys? Explain it.
7: Yeah, I mean, um, obviously, I've been here five years. I won it my freshman year, we haven't won it since. Um, so, we, we lost a tough one here my junior year. Then, last year, we lost another tough one at RPI. So, uh, those shoes belong, it's connected in, it was time to get them back.
0: What was more of the talk this week, Mike? The shoes or the playoffs?
8: Shoes, 100%. It's always been the shoes. It always will be the shoes. 110%. Uh, the playoffs out of our hands at this point. I think we have a we uh, built up a, a good enough resume to get it, but uh, at the end of the day, it's not our decision. So um, it's all about the shoes.
0: Well, guys, okay. uh, the offense ain't so bad itself. Uh, you know, defense <laughs> yeah. is good, but you guys have been uh, doing some good things out there for sure. I'm going to give you a chance for shout-out to any family, friends, <laughs> teammates, or anybody else that you want to take the stage, guys. Yeah, it's all yours.
7: Um, I'll shout-out the entire offensive line. Our defense played amazing again. I'll shout this guy out, and then uh, my family's right behind me, and they support me. They come to every game, so shout-out family.
8: Yeah, I shout-out uh, I shout out my old line Love those guys. I shout-out uh, all the skill guys, everybody who contributes uh, day-to-day uh, uh, practice, and um, I'll shout-out my, my parents, my grandparents, all my boys from home, all my boys here. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you so much for the support. Support.
0: That defense of you uh, of Union here is pretty darn good, Nathan. Mm-hmm. Tell me
5: about your game where you had interception, five tackles, et cetera, Today, I don't I don't want to talk about me. Like this was an entire team effort. I mean, the offensive guys did their job. They they put the points on the board, and we limited the points on the board, right? So, um, you know, being able to be in a group like this with with so many you know older guys, we're mature, but we have the young guys too. So, we're we're really a mix of youth and experience and that's really helping our defense i think senior right yes sir so uh tell me about the desire to get these shoes back yeah so at this point at this point i was 0 and two in the shoes game i was 0 and two and to this uh today we were celebrating um union classes that were four and oh in the shoes game and i knew that like I'm, i was not going to be one of those we weren't going to be one of those classes that went over we weren't going to be the ones that didn't win the shoes so we needed to win them today And it's just, it's an absolutely massive relief, like, you know, off of my shoulders, weight off my shoulders, and off of all these guys' shoulders. Everybody but the fifth years hadn't won one yet. So, being able to win this game is just, I mean, I I cried on the sideline, like, I'll be vulnerable, I cried on the sideline. Like, it it meant so much, it meant so much to me, it meant so much to Dionis and the rest of the guys out here. Like, it's just, it's just a different game. You guys uh, obviously had that tough game against Ithaca,
0: but you obviously learned a lot too in that game. Tell me what you guys learned that became useful for
5: games like this today. Yeah, I mean, like it just comes back to our core values: toughness, discipline, and finish. And we didn't, we didn't do that. You know, we didn't, we were tough. You know, we weren't as disciplined as we needed to be, and we didn't finish the game. So today, we just needed to be tough. We need to be disciplined. We needed to finish, just like Coach Poppy's instilled in us. Like he's just brought so much energy that, you know, him, some of the fifth-year guys that came back, brought so much energy to this squad that, you know. We, we, we couldn't be out here and lose this game. Like, it was inevitable we were winning this game. Shout-outs. Any family, friends, teammates you want to shout-out to? How many can I do? Any As many as you want. All right, well, I have two friends right here, Brooke and Sophia. I want to shout-out Miggy. That's the middle linebacker. That's the guy. Uh, my whole family's here, basically. My, my two siblings, uh, Cal and Gabby, and then my parents. Um, they're both here. They're actually right over here. My cousins are here. Just shout-out everybody. Shout-out Coach Poppy. Shout-out Stan Cost. Bring the parents over. Parents. Parents, coming over, parents. Mom! 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 Where's Dad? Come here.
0: Come on, Mom. He's right here.
5: We
0: we really like the mom. (laughs) Now, get in here. How
5: are you feeling?
1: I'm really proud of my boy today. Really proud of the whole team.
3: Dad? Absolutely. What a great victory. Winning the shoes back. Thank God.
0: <laughs> and do these guys belong in the playoffs?
5: Absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. No question. We there you go. All the scenarios. Thank
7: God we're ahead of Muhlenberg. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, uh, at one point this week we weren't so sure, but at uh, 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 least it was that, true. Right? Yeah, we got that fixed. And uh, nonetheless, Nathan, congratulations. Thank you very Big much. 13-7 win. Thanks. Thank you. Jubilation there in Schenectady, and uh, a little bit of uh, interesting team activity in the background. We apologize for anything that might have been a little crude uh, on the I... editing. It was. I didn't,
4: I didn't hear anything. I like your shirt, by the way. It's very nice. How did they let you on the sideline in, in Hobart purple, though? I mean, I, I know you, sometimes you can be persona non grata over there, but like you just didn't you didn't want to show like either a red or you know a garnet color. I guess I guess it was probably good to be neutral as a as a reporter. On the sideline, but it's good to see you know my buddy Jeff uh, Sullivan, his his son Cal played at Hobart, and I just couldn't I couldn't believe Frank the the backdrop beautiful blue skies the the exact opposite of what we had when we were in Schenectady in 21 for the Hobart Union game it was dark and cloudy and right. it looked like it was gonna rain any second it was not a pretty day it was a beautiful
0: day there though for the Dutch oops sorry Garnet Chargers whatever. <clears throat> uh, it, yeah, the Dutchman. It was a big Dutchman win, as uh, our uh, friends right. call, uh, For the Dutchman shoes. That's what they're called yeah. for a uh, reason. we got to be yeah. a little quick here uh, on the rest of what we got from last week, so uh, don't mind okay. if I kind of just oh, uh, let's blend us through here. Uh, such as we've got uh, Cortica, which went, if, uh, actually that's a reverse, that should be Cortland 38 Ithaca 28, apologize for that Zach Boys, uh, 414 total yards, two passing touchdowns, two interceptions Collins Schum, 18 for 26 224 yards, uh, passing rushing touchdown, uh, Ben Stola 17 tackles, the interception uh, and also Christopher Newport TCNJ, CNU wins the Jack with the 27 21 win, Matt Dzerwski 355 total yards, two passing touchdowns, interception. Trevor Bopp, 307 to total yards, two passing touchdowns, two interceptions. Uh, the TCMJ, it looked like they had this game. They were about to go up by nine before an interception by CNU in the red zone, and ultimately they were able to get back in the game. Uh, down by two, they got eight points uh, from a touchdown later on. Uh, other games uh, you have highlighted here, Case Watch Reserve and Carnegie Mellon, the Academic Bowl went Academic Carnegie Bowl. Mellon's way. Yep. nine and one they'll be taking out brockport we'll talk more about that later in the ecac bowls finally let's go to regions four through six here if i can find it and uh, there's the main uh, screen but first the DePau- First, DePauw versus Wabash is where we're trying to go with this. A two-overtime game. Liam Thompson, 249 total yards. Gus Baumgartner from DePauw, 18 rushes, 97 yards, two rushing touchdowns. The first OT game in 129 meetings. I couldn't believe that when Greg Thomas said that in our Slack channel on D3 Football. Uh, But it's true, and DePauw wins the NCAC as a result. Also, hardware being handed out to Whitworth in the MWC title game, 28-24. They won Austin Ewing, 352 total yards, two passing, one rushing touchdowns, three interceptions. Luke McNabb, 395 total yards, three passing touchdowns. Also, more hardware. Bethel wins the Mayak as Gustavus goes down 31-7. Aaron Ellingson, 27 rushes, 224 yards, three rushing touchdowns. More on him later. And Bethel's defense forced five Gustavus turnovers. Go to the uh, Wyack or Weac, as the case may be. Oshkosh, 38. River Falls, 31. Caleb Laha, 493 total yards. You heard us right. 493 total yards. Four total touchdowns, but two interceptions. Kobe Berghammer, 300 total yards. Two passing, one rushing touchdowns, and an interception. Uh, we continue as we have a lot of four through six action this week to go through. Marietta gets their best record since 1995 and wins the Shrine Trophy, 21-20 to over Muskingum. Doug Crawford, 21 for 26, 219 yards, three passing touchdowns. Bryce Agnew, 34 rushes, 176 yards, one rushing touchdown in that game. And finally, it was Minnesota Morris 42, Northwestern of Minnesota 39. Isaiah Boss, 13 rushes, 172 yards, two rushing touchdowns for Minnesota Morris. Caden uh, Cantrell for Northwestern, 36 total yards, two rushes or two rushing and one passing touchdown and an interception. But uh, Minnesota Morris getting the UMAC title. JB, run through quickly the uh, games of note from 4 through 6.
4: Well, I mean, so North Central took care of Augustana by a pretty lopsided margin, but they needed to win that game to win the CCIW. That was technically the CCIW championship game. Augustana gets into the Isthmus Bowl, which I believe is the three o'clock um, Eastern game on Saturday afternoon. So keep an eye out for that. Aurora clinches the NACC title with a 23 nothing shutout of Concordia. Uh, we also saw Illinois College, the Blue Boys, uh, win 56 to seven. They're going to the playoffs as the Midwest Conference champion, so congratulations to them. Mount St. Joe's uh, takes care of rolls Holman. I thought that game might have been a little bit closer, but the, the uh, Lions are gonna take care of the, uh, the Heartland and they're going to the playoffs. You also had um, Platteville win 41 to 24 in the WIAC, and based on the tiebreaker situation, um, which got, I think, redone for the Isthmus Bowl, they ended up um, getting the bid uh, from the conference. So they, they edged out uh, River Falls, who had this, had a similar record, but because of the, um, the way things shook out, it's not gonna be the Rose Bowl rule in this case, but uh, the Pioneers get the Isthmus Bowl bid. And then out on the West Coast, Chapman wins the SCIAC with a 41 to 20 win over Pomona. We know that they're headed up to Oregon to play Whitworth.
0: You know, when I uh, got the advanced copy uh, of the bracket before I could send it over to you, I, my first thing I try to do is discover who the pool C bits are. And I got to be honest with you, I must have looked at this bracket six times before I placed the fact of who the fourth team was because it just wasn't even a consideration <laughs> right. for me. I, and I hate to say that as our guest is coming up here, but I'm just being honest here. And I'm curious to hear his uh, take on how Sunday went because we we're searching for watch party video on twitter i didn't see any now it's not to say there wasn't one but ultimately i I wonder if there wasn't a little surprise in that uh grouping as well uh from that day so let's ask carter mask uh quarterback from co uh exactly how things felt on sunday carter was there a watch party did you guys even expect this based on all the prognostications we and d3 football were doing and everything else and how you doing my friend
2: yeah i'm doing good thank you guys for having me but uh After the game on Saturday, Coach Saker gave uh, the seniors the option to uh, choose whether or not we wanted to have a watch party, and we decided on doing it, and I was kind of on the fence, but I let our fifth years decide, and I'm so glad we did it because, I mean, I was in the same boat as you guys, honestly. We weren't really expecting it just based on what we see on like Twitter and what we read online, but... I'm very glad we had the watch party because it was it was awesome. I'm sure there there's a video out there somewhere that be on Twitter anytime soon.
4: Well, Carter, when we spoke with uh, Coach Moore, uh, you know, basically asking like, well, what were what were some of the things that you guys saw in the Cohawks? He he basically pointed to the game that you guys um, narrowly lost against. Um, the ARC champs and apparently a number one uh, seed in, in the tournament, at least in their particular bracket in, in Wartburg. I mean, tell us a little bit about that game and does the fact that you guys, you know, were, were in that, had a chance to win, does that boost your confidence going into um, the, these playoff games knowing that, hey, we, you know, we've, we, can, we can hang with anybody?
2: Yeah, going back to that game, uh, our defense played a heck of a game that game. And if it weren't for a couple uh, turnovers on offense, I feel like we would have had the edge there. So, and I think throughout the rest of the season, we've been growing as an offense and growing as a team in general. So I'd say we're more confident at this point than we were then. And you know, we, that's one we wish we had back, but we're, we're glad that we get to keep playing.
0: Well, as we always say in this show, sometimes the loss will teach you a lot, too, to make you uh, stronger for the rest of the season. So who knows what would have happened either way on that. But ultimately, you get in here. You're facing an Aurora team that the shoe's on the other foot here for Aurora because we all know the story of last year's first round, especially when they take down Wisconsin Whitewater and shocking the world. It was part of our coverage, uh, especially during the Bracket Blitz show that we'll be doing again tomorrow uh, for this uh, version of the playoffs. But now they are kind of the favorites here. Uh, they have one of the best offensive uh, points per game uh, in the country, if not the best, right now. And you know, you guys come into this game kind of like playing with house money to a certain degree, based on some of the reactions and whatnot. Um, how does it feel to kind of be the underdog in a situation like this? I, I probably you felt that way in the Wartburg game, and you almost got there. Uh, so how does this feel, though, in this? role that you
2: guys have coming into tomorrow yeah it's funny that you say that playing with house money because that's kind of been our motto all week um you know we're mm-hmm. just going to go out there and play loose. you know with nothing to lose but with the full expectation of us coming out with a win i think all 22 of our starters here you know think and and the rest of the guys you know we think that we're gonna keep playing after this saturday
4: Well, just so the the rest of the country can get to know you guys a little better, I mean, I'm looking at the stat line here, pretty pretty impressive, Carter. Um, you know, nearly a 60% completion percentage. You've thrown for over 2,100 yards, 24 passing touchdowns. I didn't even check to see if you'd uh, you know run in a few. You you might have um, for, for all I know. Uh, yeah, it looks like you got three more there. So tell us a little bit about you know what is. You know what is your offense kind of predicated on? Is it a pass first kind of a thing? It does look like you have a couple of good running backs what 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 is sort of the the cohawks bread and butter
2: shows, so to speak? yeah, I'd say we're pretty balanced as an offense um this year. I feel like especially we've been able to stretch the ball downfield to our playmakers like Zamari Bruce uh Dominic Shepherdson, and Amel Sarch at receiver and You know, when we need a yard, we always got Ray Seidel in the backfield. He's always going to get that for us. And uh, Trenton Barnes and Jacob Brecht at running back have been pounding it as well. And our O-line's just been playing great this year. So I feel like on offense, we've been pretty pretty balanced throughout the whole year. And hopefully uh, we continue to do that tomorrow
0: when you came into Co, it wasn't exactly the powerhouse uh, nationally. Uh, it got some respect uh, from time to time, but it wasn't uh, that team that everybody expected to go to the playoffs every year, uh, for sure. And, uh, you know, to bring it to this level right now and to have the season you guys had, uh, why did you pick Co? And what was kind of your view of what the upside of this whole situation would be? And have you guys kind of met that upside by just making the playoffs?
2: Yeah, when I was getting recruited, uh, it was most mostly American Rivers Conference teams, a couple other like Division II schools outside of here. But uh, I felt like it was a good location, um, good facilities, you know, good coaching staff. So I felt like it was a good fit. And uh, since I've been here, it's really just been a good group of seniors in my class, and then the fifth years that are above us. You know, thank goodness a lot of those guys came back because that's a good group of leaders, and we've been able to, you know, kind of stack each year. I know my sophomore year, we were second in the conference. Last year, we were second in the conference, and this year, we were second in the conference as well. But we were able to, uh, you know, have this opportunity to go nine and one, and you know, I think get a chance to prove the committee right.
4: Yeah, and I did notice in looking back on your career, Carter, that you were, basically a first year during the, you know, the COVID season. I mean, um, you know, you've been a starter for a couple of seasons now. Is there a chance that we might see you back for a fifth year, or are you just going to wait and see how these playoffs go and then make a decision with your family based on that?
2: Yeah, that's what I'm leaning towards right now is, you know, just uh, play this season out, hopefully make a little run right now. And, you know, I'm set to graduate graduate in the spring regardless, So, but that really doesn't mean anything. You know, you can come back. But, uh, yeah, I'm not decided yet.
0: You seem to me, uh, from what I know of you, Carter, and uh, you know we've obviously mentioned your name uh, several times uh, from the stat lines and everything that we do on the show. Uh, as somebody that appreciates good football and uh, you know the background behind it, you mentioned the fifth years essentially. How many do you guys have, and how important has the fifth year scenario been, not just in the ARC in your opinion, but across the country in creating a little bit more competitiveness in college football at the Division three level?
2: Yeah, right now we have about seven or eight, I wanna say, in our starting lineup fifth years. And, you know, we've been able to kind of see this throughout the years. My sophomore year, Central, that offense was loaded with fifth years and you know they they put it two teams that year. That offense was amazing. And this year Warburg has some fifth year guys on that team. And it's it's created a weird competitive advantage, I'd say, but unique and We've been able to take advantage of it as well, so it's played in our favor.
4: Well, well Carter, I mean, we're, let's talk a little bit about what you guys got coming up. I mean, obviously, Aurora is pretty, pretty explosive offense that most people have heard about. You know, pretty high scoring. But what do they, what do they do from your perspective as a QB on defense? Um, you know, this is obviously a team that's you know won all their games this season and. Uh, they're, they're coached by a, a pretty well-known you know, former NFL player and stuff like that. But what what have you guys kind of seen on film from a defensive perspective? I think you know a lot of people just talk about the Spartans' offense, but they obviously have to play on the defensive side too.
2: Yeah, they're going to be pretty physical up front. And, you know, in that front seven, they're pretty physical and athletic. And once you get to that back end, they're pretty fast as well. So, but uh, – You know, I'd say we're pretty battle-tested this year, and I think that's where we have an advantage in this game is we played some teams that are pretty competitive, and, you know, we're going to go in with with that experience and, you know, hopefully put it to them.
0: I'm not allowed to use the word battle-tested or phrase battle-tested anymore. Just uh, forgive me for just going on by that. Uh, North Central has uh, (laughs) forbidden me from using it. But uh, they are on your uh, corner of the bracket. Uh, and uh, if you get to the quarterfinals, you may face them or Trinity uh, or uh, you know a couple other teams that are uh, over there. Lacrosse uh, would be uh, the likely possibility if you guys get to Aurora. It's a lot of interesting stuff in football to be uh, played in that bracket or that part of the bracket. We'll see where it goes. What is your travel plan today? I, what, you're on the road, obviously, to Aurora, so uh, what's the uh, length of uh trip uh, to there, and how are you guys going to handle
2: uh, that trip? Yeah, we're taking off at about 9.30, so pretty soon here, and then uh, once we get there, we get an hour of practice on their field, and then I'm sure we'll watch some tape and go through some plays and do some meetings tonight at the hotel, and get to bed at a decent time, and that's about it. Well, before uh, you leave us here, and I, I know you
0: do have the bus uh, to catch uh, coming up soon here, uh, shout-outs for you to any family, friends, teammates, etc. Cardamas, the floor is yours.
2: Awesome, yeah. I just want to shout-out my teammates, really, you know, especially I've kind of already mentioned, you know, the seniors and fifth-year guys, but also, you know, the juniors and sophomores and freshmen as well. But, you know, some of my buddies, like Nick Matcher on the O-line, dude, the stud. I uh, already mentioned my buddy Ray Seidel. Some, some guys on the defense, Jack Shaw, Bridger, Chase, Jay, Al. You know, I could keep going, but really just my teammates. And I know my parents are watching, so I'll say hi to them. Hi, Mom, Dad. There we go. Absolutely.
0: Good, good call on your part right there. Uh, you know, Thanksgiving's yeah. not that far away. <laughs> so if you, yeah, you right. if for any reason, do end up going home for Thanksgiving, uh, you, you want to make sure you have that in your back pocket. But uh, also exactly. the offensive yeah. line. Smart call to get at least uh, some of the offensive linemen in your uh, shout-outs there as well, Carter. But listen, oh, uh, we meant no disrespect to you guys on Sunday, the way we uh, you know discussed it and asked Matt Moore what was going on obviously you know what our job is here and uh, you know to try to figure out these playoffs presented to folks that said we know you are a strong team out there and i am curious to see how this game goes tomorrow Uh, you will be one of our highlight games for sure on the bracket blitz uh, in that 1 p.m eastern time slot of kickoffs that we have Uh, so best of luck and make the most of the opportunity as you said house money time so have some fun out there at the very yeah. least, no matter what happens there.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. We're excited to go after it tomorrow.
0: Carter Mass from Hi. Co. Great to have him. And, you know, it's uh, funny. You know go ahead.
4: Well, you know, it's interesting because I, I remember, you know, sort of the initial sort of surprise reaction on Sunday and here we are on Friday and I've already seen in some of the d3football.com, you know, sort of picks and previews, some of which you contributed to and whatnot. People are starting to warm up to the Cohawks. They're, they're starting to get picked as a potential sort of upset special. You know, people are saying that maybe, you know, Aurora may not be you know get to the quarterfinals like they did last year because of these guys so i think out of a lot of, i mean there's a lot of interesting games this weekend there'll be 32 or three i guess if you include all the bowl games um but this one could shape up to be you know one of the the most exciting of the most interesting games but uh talking about interesting you know games guys players I couldn't. I had to do one last uh, MVP for the regular season, Um, and so let's run through these quickly. Uh, We we mentioned in the um, Secretary's Cup game that that uh, Coast Guard had a couple of interceptions. Well, this guy, uh, first class senior defensive back Joseph Franco, was part of that. He I think he collected both of those and returned them for about 40, 44 yards, give or take. So congratulations to him on a on a big win and basically a. Full sweep in his, you know, college career of the Coast Guard, winning the Secretary's Cup every every year that he's been there, and thank him, you know, for his service. And um, looking forward to hearing what he does when he moves on. But first, he's got a bowl game. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, senior place kicker Alex Happ, another one of my number thirty-six guys. I love I love the guys who wear the the, the thirty-six. Um, you know, so he he kicked the game-winning field goal, and it wasn't a gimme. It was a forty-two yarder to help uh, give his team, uh, Minnesota Morris, the, the UMAC championship and punch their car to the playoffs. He had a couple of other, uh, you know, kicks. I think he ended up scoring about seven points for the, um, you know, for Minnesota Morris that, that weekend. So. With a three-point margin of victory, got to give the special teams MVP to Alex. And then finally, this was the most interesting thing to read in the box score for me, Frank, because Aaron Ellingson from Bethel is listed as a wide receiver, and yet he had something like 30 carries for 225 yards and three rushing touchdowns. they like, hey, wait a minute. This is a receiver? Look at this guy. <laughs> you know? So he had a big game, and it was a big reason why the Royals won uh, the Mayak championship and are going to the playoffs. So congratulations to those three guys, and... and uh, Good luck to you, and here we are. And you know, Frank, you know, it was interesting, when we were talking last week about the whole chalk thing, I was thinking back from, I don't remember exactly what the records were last year, but I remember both of us were closer to like 71, 70% when it was all said and done. This year we're like closer to 78. So not the same amount of upsets, It's you know, still close call here. I'm only up by two games. We still got a lot more to go. We had the same 13 and two record over the weekend. I got one right, you got one wrong, and vice versa here and there, but for the most part, chalk is seeming to be raining. We'll see if that holds up in the playoffs in these postseason games.
0: Don't mind me as I clean up my desktop here of click, uh, click, uh, click, slides click, yeah. and whatnot yeah, that I, I need to <laughs> kill off here so we can move to the next phase of our show, which is previewing things. First off, let's preview the NESCAC uh, situation. There are three games that are carried over into week 12 because of the yep. uh, shooting uh, incident in Maine uh middlebury uh yeah. versus colby at 1 p.m uh all these i think are 1 p.m games actually trinity bowden and yep. williams bates what's at stake is uh essentially trinity and middlebury right now are both at one loss is that accurate and so if they both yep. win or both lose they would be tied and there is no tiebreaker in the NSCAC. If Trinity wins, Middlebury loses, is Trinity's uh, outright. If Middlebury wins and Trinity loses, is Middlebury's outright. So there you go. I, I think I've got your uh, notes uh, essentially uh, stated yep. correctly one, there.
4: Yep, that's go right. Ahead. But can you go back to that uh around yeah, the of the region Yeah, of the side of so the, yep. the lower left the lower left the lower left the there in the side of the side of quarterback Spencer Fetter of of He actually went to the same high school as a bunch of my kids, Trinity Prep, here in Winter Park, Florida. He just basically rewrote the record books for the Bantams. I think he broke some um, passing touchdowns, uh, passing yards, etc., um, for that have stood for over 40-50 years and so um, it's funny that you know you have a guy from Florida go up to Connecticut and, and the school name doesn't change even the school colors are the exact same which is you know I guess that sort of Trinity Episcopal thing the um, you know the, the blue and the gold but um, congratulations to, to Spencer um, my wife knows his family a little better than than I do I, I don't think we've actually formally had a chance to meet maybe I'll catch him on Park Avenue um, during the holidays but uh, just wanted to give him a special shout shout out is a local guy from uh from my you know town and and um, a kid who went to my kid's school doing great things in college so good luck to the bantams good luck to middlebury my dad's school go panthers and uh, we'll see what happens
0: Let's pause one more time yeah, because we're about to tell you about the uh, games of uh, the bracket. But just in case you forgot or didn't join us earlier on the show, remember to p-
1: uh, pop out to all four of these exciting endings here. Get the highlights of all the best games in the first round of the 2023 NCAA Division III football playoff bracket on the bracket blitz from d3football.com. Frank Rossi, James Baker, Greg Thomas, and guests take you around the bracket to check in on all 15 of the Eastern and Central Time Zone games to make sure you get the best moments, analysis, and perhaps a post-game interview or two along the way. It's the Bracket Blitz, Saturday, 11.45 a.m. Eastern. And for
0: the Bracket Blitz, some of the games that you'll be seeing, uh, well, all these games you'll see in some form or another as long as technology works right on Saturday, which I guess we should never take for granted. But Alfred State versus Mount Union, <laughs> yeah. DePauw versus Alma, Cortland at Endicott, uh, we can't say that enough, and Grove City at Susquehanna, 2-10-0, mm-hmm. 10-0 games there, are the DePauw-Alma uh, yep. and Grove City-Susquehanna games. 11 undefeated teams, I think it was, this season, and we end yep. up in a situation where four of them meet in two games. Uh, I, I, still not my favorite thing about this bracket right there. West Con versus Johns Hopkins, Union at Del Valle, Ithaca at Springfield, Christopher Newport at Randolph-Macon. There are a lot of great games to choose from here, but uh, we both choose Grove City yeah. at Susquehanna because it's interesting to see what happens mm-hmm. with Grove City out of conference here. I think it was a strong uh, PAC conference, but we're going to find out firsthand coming up. Was the landmark that strong this season too, for that matter? Well, mm-hmm. Susquehanna did beat Cortland and Brockport narrowly in both cases, but yeah. big wins. So we'll see where that goes. Ithaca versus Springfield is my other one. You picked uh, Union and Dalval. Uh Very uh, good pick yep. there as well. I'll let you take the next slide.
4: Yeah, so and then uh, jumping over to the lacrosse and Wartburg brackets, we'll have um, you know, Minnesota Morris at lacrosse uh, in, in the first game there. We have Coe versus Aurora. We had a chance... Um, to, to talk about that for a while, definitely one of the better games of the weekend, in my opinion. Harden Simmons Trinity. We, you know, we spoke with Tucker Horn, the, the, the fifth-year senior quarterback for the Tigers. Um, you know, kind of a Texas State championship uh, and a lot of bragging rights on the line there. Bellhaven's going to. They're already on their way up to Illinois. Um, the Blazers and their great rushing attack are going to try to see what they can do against the defending national champs who feel like they've got a little chip on their shoulder, I think, based on this bracket placement. But, um, you know, good luck to both of those teams on, on, on that one. On the other side, we got uh, the Blue Boys are going to Wartburg. That, um, you know, I think it's Dustin Chance, they're the quarterback who has thrown for a million yards and a million passing touchdowns. See how he, he fares against the night defense of uh, Owen Grover and company. Um, Chapman-Whitworth is the late game at 3 p.m. kicking off on the, on the west coast, so it's a noon local, but it's a 3 p.m. Eastern kickoff there. Um, probably one of the last games that we'll, we'll see on the day. Um, Mount St. Joe's has taken on Wheaton, and then Bethel will be going to Whitewater in another
0: interesting matchup between two traditional Mayak and Weak powers. Our picks are uh, both for uh, Harden-Simmons-Trinity, but I have Cohen-Aurora. Yep. You have IC and Wartburg there uh, as our difference maker, and so that those are there. Uh, also, though, let's take a look at the bowls uh, to be uh, comprehensive mm-hmm. here. And uh, you'll see uh, we don't name the type of bowl, but we can do it quickly as we uh, run through here. Anna Maria versus Salvia Regina is a New England bowl. Uh, New Mass Dartmouth versus uh, Western New England as well, a New England bowl. Uh, Merchant Marine, uh, Washington Jefferson, and, and Jefferson is uh, your dog's favorite bowl. Clearly, uh, it's an ECAC bowl. Widener RPI as well. Uh, Bridgewater versus Wilkes is a Centennial or Max Centennial bowl. Uh, I, I bel- or, Excuse me, that's a Chesapeake bowl. Excuse me. Chesapeake. Lebanon Valley versus Muhlenberg is a Max Centennial bowl. Franklin Marshall versus Kings is a Max Centennial bowl. Uh, Stevenson versus Sinus is also a, a Max Centennial Bowl. Utica versus Hobart an ECAC Bowl. Lycoming versus Washington yep. Lee is a Chesapeake Bowl series uh, bowl. And Brockport versus Carnegie Mellon is the top level ECAC Bowl. Uh, our bowls of the week here uh, are, uh, at least on this slide, Brockport versus Carnegie Mellon uh, and Widener versus RPI. For me, these are just Region One through Three bowls. We'll have more in a second. You have uh, Utica. Uh, it's it's you. by the way now, so you're getting into trouble for that. It's Utica University uh, versus Hobart, yeah. and Rockport versus Carnegie Mellon. Uh, take us through the remaining, uh, let's say, out of regions one through three bowls.
4: Yeah, well, this is this is I, I kind of did these slides on purpose because you notice a big you notice the difference between what's going on in region one through three and regions
0: four through six. Well, like you Marietta, with Midwest. that season they had, Marietta yeah. having no bowl game to go to, sad to me, okay? Yeah, yeah. the season they yeah. had, nothing no, else to do. The
4: fact that there's only two there's only two bowl games uh, west of Pennsylvania is kind of ridiculous, in my opinion. But, you know, so we've got uh, St. Norbert taking on Monmouth um, at, uh, at 12 Eastern time, and in the Lakefront Cousins, or sort of the Cousins Lakefront Bowl, sorry, um, and then we've got the... Uh, Culver's Isthmus Bowl between Augustana of the CCIW and UW-Platteville from the Yac from, the from Sun Bank of the Sun Prairie Stadium. I think both games are in Wisconsin, um, not surprisingly uh, to a certain extent. So that's, that's where the the organi- organizers got them going. And um, you like the Auggies and, and the Pioneers. I think St. Norbert Monmouth is going to be probably the closer of the two games. I, I just feel like the Vikings this year with their pretty um, – you know, heavy senior and fifth year senior class will take care of the pioneers. But then again, the pioneers have surprised us a bunch of times. So um, both games could be pretty, pretty pretty outstanding. so we'll have to wait and see how it
0: goes. Yeah, uh, I, I can't hate you for uh, any of that. Uh, but you know I just I feel that uh, the UWP game, uh, I'm curious to see what they bring uh, in a bowl game because that's their first opportunity really, as River Falls had the previous opportunities in uh, the Isthmus Bowl. So, uh, JB, you lead by two, but we do continue into the postseason, so this is not insurmountable, and as always, we're going to pick from uh, the uh, games of uh, the playoffs here, and uh, I've already done this. In fact, what I need to do real quick, if you uh, give me a second here, is move my picks over uh, to the correct screen so I can do this with you the, the right way. So Okay. Um yeah, quick hits included. So we're not all picking, these, we're so not picking
4: any bowl games.
0: We're not picking, we're any, picking any bowl games. games. We're just going to go. first round. Okay. Yep. I, I think uh, I was. I was kind uh, of
4: hoping that I could. I could have had some fun with Coach Potter with the the Brockport well, trash you can, can. Pick
0: it. Oh, you can definitely pick it. I, don't, I mean, he, d- but, he doesn't. We'll see. He does
4: not want us picking. He does not want us picking um, the Golden Eagles. He, he knows that that's the instant kiss of death
0: clocks rolling and here we go. We're going to start with the uh, UWL bracket Minnesota Morris at Lacrosse. I'll start and for me here uh, it's going to be basically Lacrosse all day every day uh, in this game. I have it as 44 to 7 Lacrosse over Minnesota Morris.
4: Yeah, I think um, yeah, the Eagles will will fly high <laughs> with that, you know, that big offense and of line and and just yeah, I'd say 49 to 7.
0: Watching multitask here, uh, Co at Aurora, uh, and uh, you start. Yeah, this is a tough one
4: because you know early in the week I I, I was just kind of picked Aurora slam dunk, but now I'm having second thoughts about it. Um, because this this Co team, I don't know, man. Um, I think it'll be closer than people expect, but I'll I'll take the Spartans in a narrow 24 to 21 win.
0: Now, I have a little bit uh, more distant, uh, Carter Mass, great guest, by the way, and uh, this is uh, nothing against uh, him, uh, but uh, 37-21, I have Aurora winning this game. We've got Trinity, Harden-Simmons. You know, this is not a gimme game, and we've said it with uh, Tucker Mm -hmm. Horn again. Thank you for him joining us, uh, a quality guest as always, and admitting he got picked off by his brother was kind of fun. Uh, But... Trinity, yeah. <laughs> I yeah I I feel like Trinity is a slightly better team this year than they were last year. Harden Simmons, I just don't know Gotta who they bring. Yeah, we'll get that right. Don't worry, okay. we'll get it. Yeah, it's 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 okay. Uh, no, but you get my point. Uh, that I think Trinity here uh, has a slightly better, more consistent team. I the only concern is again what I brought up in the interview. How do they sort of get the engines turned back on against this level of competition? Because it's been a while. 27-17, Trinity yeah. wins, though. I have faith that their fifth years know how to do that.
4: Yeah, I, I think so, too. I believe that they'll. it'll be close in the first half, and then the Tigers will sort of pull away late when it's uh,
0: 35-21. And also in that bracket, North Central at Bellhaven or Bellhaven and North Central, I should say, excuse me, Uh, go ahead.
4: I would love to see the Bellhaven try to keep this a little bit competitive, but I just feel like North Central is gonna send a message to everybody, and so I think the Cardinals are gonna win
0: 70 to seven. The best two seed ever wins this game, 52 to 10. Wartburg bracket time, and uh, Illinois College at Wartburg. Warburg is not going to be the offensive powerhouse uh, still. I, I think they're still not Mm-mm. that, okay? Uh, Turbo uh, and uh, now McLaughlin and company are definitely great players, but something's just not clicking the same way with the offense this year. I'm not sure why. So I think they'll win, but I just don't see it being by, like, a 40-pointer or something like that. 27-7, Warburg wins.
4: I think it's going to be closer than that, but they're going to need to lean on turbo to keep chance on the sideline for the blue boys in that explosive passing game. Um, so I expect a lot of running, a lot of clock churning um, by the Knights, but I think they'll they'll hang on and they'll win this game
0: 35 to 20. Wartburg bracket continues at Chapman at Whitworth. Go ahead. So this is a rematch from week two that Whitworth
4: won 24 to 17. Chapman's been better since, so I think it's gonna be like a 27-24 game, but I still think that the, the Pirates, go Bucks will hang on at home and advance
0: in a close one. What's your score again? 27-24. Yeah, I, I have Whitworth winning this game 21-10. to 10. I, I don't see a high-flying offense for both of these teams, but uh, enough to win, basically, for for Whitworth. A lot of W's in this bracket. Uh, as you'll see, Mount yeah, St. Joseph literally. at Wheaton. And you pointed out earlier Mount St. Joseph's win uh, versus Rose Holman being pretty epic for all things considered. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think Wheaton's got this game in hand. 30-13 to 13 is what I have at Wheaton winning. Yeah, I mean, Taylor
4: has been one of the better quarterbacks in all of Division III this year for Mount St. Joe's, and, and certainly, um, you know, the Thunder have given up some long pass plays here and there, but I think once again, kind of like with, um, with, with Wartburg, with a back like Giovanni Weeks, just run the ball, run the ball, Thorsen can make plays when necessary, and so I'll take the Thunder to pull away on this one, say,
0: 35 to 14. So Wheaton is one uh, Pool C host, and the other Pool C host is Bethel at Whitewater here. And uh, you'll start this one.
4: I mean, Whitewater is strong enough that they could have been a number one seed. I mean, with one loss on a 52-yard field goal in the last second. So, yeah, the Warhawks will be a favorite here. Um, Bethel is really strong. Their defense will keep them in the game. But I think um, the Warhawks will hang, hang on to win, say, like 21 to thirteen.
0: Now I see it be more distant than that. I, I think Whitewater is back with Ogman and Company. Uh, you know, being healthy now uh, to a certain degree. Thirty-seven seventeen. I have Whitewater beating Bethel. Let us continue here now to the Mount Union bracket, uh, where it's Alfred State at Mount Union, uh, also known as Hey, thanks for playing. Uh, Mount Union fifty, Alfred State for reasons I don't think I need to explain out loud and waste time on.
4: Yeah, this year Mountain Union hasn't been clobbering teams as badly as they had in the past, so maybe they'll take their foot off the gas to kind of rest up, but I'll still
0: say, yeah, 49 nothing is probably a safe bet. <laughs> <Raiders>. <laughs> I said a 47-point game instead of a 50-point game, 49-point game, sorry. Uh, okay, one of the 10-0 versus 10-0 games, DePauw at Alma, go ahead.
4: Yeah, this is interesting because you know Alma has looked really strong, but and they have played they have played some some you know interesting out of conference games I guess. But in DePauw, the way they struggled against Wabash, um, I, you know I th- I'm going to go with the home team. Um, I, I'll, I think the Scots will hang on. It's going to be a close call, but I'll say that they win 35 to 28.
0: Uh, not too far from my uh, guess here. Alma, I think, does have the edge here. Uh, DePaul, is a 10-0 team. It can't even find its way into the top 25 on D2 football. I put them in my bra- my uh, ballot finally uh, coming into this postseason. So they'll be a little upset about that, but I think Alma still wins this game, 34-20. to we're, uh, we're halfway through the clock and more than halfway through the games, but these next games start getting very dicey here. And so let's see where we yep. go with these. Cortland at Endicott. Yes at Endicott. Uh, I will tell you that there's going to be a top level uh, referee crew there. Uh, Our friend Stuart Hinman and his crew uh, who did the Johns Hopkins Muhlenberg game uh, will be uh, covering this. So this will be a well-officiated game uh, top to bottom. I can tell you that flat out. So that's great. You like to see that for a game like this. I think Cortland just has the weapons. I think they learned a lot still from that Susquehanna game, and I watched it firsthand versus Brockport a couple weeks ago. Cortland wins this game against an Endicott team that I still don't know now how to m- explain all the Harden Simmons win, uh, and then the rest of the season how it played out for Endicott. Scenario, uh, I you know, if they had started blasting teams by forty from that point forward uh, consistently, maybe I have a different view here. Thirty to twenty, Cortland wins.
4: Yeah, I, I just feel like the Dragons' offense is going to really catch its stride. We saw it in the in the Cordica bowl, uh, bowl, the Cordica game, uh, where they just every time Ithaca you know punched back, they were like no big deal, just went down, down the field, scored. Uh, so I like the Red Dragons. I think they'll actually win this game, 42 to 21.
0: This is an interesting one coming up: Grove City at Susquehanna. You're going to start. I am?
4: Ooh. Yikes. Yeah, this is going to be interesting because we don't really know about the pack other than what we saw last season when they, you know, with Carnegie Mellon in the playoffs. Grove City won some close calls. They've got a great rushing attack. And Susquehanna, I mean, they played um, in a landmark, which wasn't as strong as some of the other conferences. They had some comeback wins. I just, it's hard to pick against The Riverhawks at home, though, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Could go to overtime. Uh, 38-35, to I'll take Susquehanna.
0: I got a front-row seat to Susquehanna taking on uh, Western New England, don't forget. And to me, Mm. they are beatable at home by a team that can play consistent 60 minutes. And I think Grove City may be that team here. Uh, they, they're a gritty team like a Western New England team was. And, it, it, again, it wasn't a blowout by any epic proportion uh, in that game. It was no. you know slow and steady uh, winning the race for them. I think Grove City, with some of their size, Clayton Parrish, uh, you know, having yeah. a, a great season with touchdowns, and Logan Pfeiffer uh, really, I think, maturing as quarterback. I, I, I just see a maturity edge here right now. That I'm going to give a slight edge and very slight edge, 21 20 edge to Grove City in this game. Mm. So, uh, our first differing, I think, uh, of the day is right there. Yeah, it is. Yep. Yeah. Johns Hopkins, Western Connecticut. uh, Western Connecticut at Johns Hopkins, I should probably call it in the Johns Hopkins bracket. Uh, By the way, uh, I found it kind of odd that they couldn't spell Johns Hopkins right on uh, the NCAA bracket show uh hopkins winning this game 37 10 would not shock me if it was not more
4: yeah uh I, i think bay harvey and company will have um a pretty good day i think they'll rack up say 42 points and defense will allow maybe 14 or 17 so yeah i'll take hopkins 42 17.
0: I'm curious again because you're going to go first again here. I mean, you're kind of got screwed on the uh, ordering here, but uh, Union Adele Val, not an easy game. I wonder how that happened?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: No, just kidding. I, I know, just went I straight think, down the bracket, buddy. Don't even <laughs> try to. <that. laughs> I, I know, I know, I know,
4: I know. I got you. I got you. Um, you know, I, I like the the Dutchman here. Um, you know, Del Val has lived dangerously uh, this season, um, winning some games that they might have lost otherwise. Um, I think the Union, really the, the Liberty League player of the year, in my opinion, on offense should have been the Union offensive line. If you watch the tape, there are a big reason why um, you know the, 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 the Dutchmen are, are in the playoffs. So I'll take, uh, I'll take Union to win this game. It'll be a back and forth affair, but uh, Dutchmen will hang on and win it, say,
0: 28 to 17. Uh... I'm picking union uh, this game could be seven to three with these defenses at the end of the day I, I mean it could be really Maybe. that kind of game mm-hmm. look at what happened with RPI versus union thirteen to seven was the final for that thing I'm gonna give Union True. the edge twenty one fourteen in this game I'm only gonna rush along because I got a call at ten fifteen Eastern so uh, we gotta um, power through these last couple here roll it we got Ithaca. one we got ninety seconds yep Ithaca at Springfield uh, for me I think Ithaca. Is still Ithaca, okay? Even though they've lost their quarterback uh, AJ Wingfield during the season, even though they didn't win against Cortland last week, I think they're still. They may have a hangover of sorts uh, coming into this game to start it, but they will eventually get their uh, feet under them and win it 27 to 17. Ithaca.
4: Yeah, I'll take the Bombers. It's a 28
0: to 17 rematch of last year. Don't forget. Uh, that yeah. was at Ithaca, be- if I remember correctly. Um, yep. And uh, just barely fitting on here, Christopher Newport at Randolph Macon. Uh, go ahead.
4: Yeah, I think Drew Capinalli and company. I mean, although it's funny, to Christopher Newport's credit, like they only lost by six or seven points to Hopkins. They've been in some close games, but the NJAC just isn't as strong this year, and Randolph Macon's just been blowing everybody out. So I think um, the the uh, Yellow Jackets will win this one. Say. 42
0: to 21 yeah inconsistency for Christopher Newport throughout this season I mean I, what what Christopher Newport team shows up in a game like this but I don't think that even their best team's yeah. gonna be able to beat Randolph Macon 34 17 Randolph Macon wins this game JB uh, again the bracket blitz show coming up tomorrow so uh, we will tell you how to watch it live and in person tomorrow on the d3football.com channel uh, so you'll want to go to their Facebook page uh, to see it or to d3football.com for the embedded link for that game. This has been a great show. Thanks again to Trinity and Tucker Horn. Thanks again to Co and Carter Mask. Uh, and thanks to all of you for watching this uh, show. Uh, we'll try to get back to a conventional crunch time type segment uh, next week. Uh, We try to trim down our shows to one a week uh, generally, although maybe after the first round we'll do two shows next week. We'll we'll make that determination as we can. But uh, then as things calm down, we go to a much more streamlined version of this show because uh, less people out there uh, to watch and all that stuff. So just be aware of that. But uh, we're still going to bring you great Twitter coverage. We're still going to be at games after this week. Uh, We'll see which one it'll be based on the results on Saturday. Excited, 16 huge games. Uh, those bowl games, and still the NESCAC to be decided. A very unique Week 12 of the Division Three college football season coming up here. We'll see you throughout this weekend, folks. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>